38 is great. And also, I'm Jules. I'm Cece. I'm 38. And you're 38. I yeah. made a I made a poem for you. That was really sweet and kind. You're welcome. But I, I wish there had been more. Like more to the song? Like I could make stuff up about it? Yeah. yeah. Can you do it? Okay. Okay. Just like really quick. She's 38 and her cat is named Monkey Face and she's got a bed behind her. I can't think of anything. Okay. <laughs> I can't. I got nothing. Why? 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 Okay. Thanks. Well, that was good. I liked it. Uh, mm. how, how you doing this I'm, week? I'm good. I'm Well, I'm pretty good right now. It's Saturday night. Okay. I have been hanging out with the girls. Uh, I went shopping with with Concrete Kira. We did some home goods shopping, and we were giggling really Jealous hard. Of that, like we were getting into uncontrollable giggle fits in yeah. the store. <laughs> like it was kind of out of control. I miss doing things like that with you guys. Anna and I the other day were just talking about, Aww. she goes, wouldn't it just be so awesome if they just lived here again? Or if you guys just transported to wherever we are yeah. in the world, yes. It would be. Yeah, it is warmer here. So. Yeah, I've been trying to tell her that we should go there to live. <laughs> but yeah, there's that whole thing where I share custody with her dad. So Damn it. It's a problem. It's a problem. It's a problem. Anyway. So we were kind of squirrely and I was feeling kind of tired. And then uh, we started making some hot cocos. Mm-hmm. And I'm drinking a hot cocoa. And I know how you love a good hot cocoa. I do. <laughs> you like really love yeah. hot cocoa. I feel toasty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Things are good. I'm not even drinking. Oh. It sounds like I am, but I'm not. I swear to God. Well, I appreciate how, like, I wasn't the. I, I had a day, man, and I I went to change the oil on my car because it was kind of nice outside. Yeah. So, and by nice, I mean like 45 degrees, Wisconsin in the winter. It was pretty nice. So, I was like, I'm going to change my oil on my car, and I didn't have the right tool, and it just took a lot longer than I wanted it to. Wait, like you were going to do so it? I yeah, I don't. Uh, Frank taught me how to change my oil, and so I do my own. Oh, man. Yeah, I've been doing that for a while. I built a retaining wall today. That's really cool. I thought you just went shopping. You just built a retaining wall and went shopping. Yeah, I built a retaining wall earlier in the day. That's about normal for me, though. <laughs> we're, we're so cool. <laughs> I Man. do the weirdest things. We're badass. We are. Remember when I taught you how to build walls? And you were like, yeah, were like and I, I can't that. build this wall. And I was like... Yes, a you can, and you're like, no, I can't. And then after that, there's really been. And no then you said, me. sometimes, sometimes I should be stopped, but yeah, it gave me a lot of confidence. And then after that, you you were walking around telling everybody, you're like, guess what happened yeah. today? And you're like, what? And you're like, I grew balls. I, That's is what, that what I people. said. I tell people, um, you were like 18 years old. Like I'm really proud of the fact that I can build walls. 
and do if anybody will ever listen to me i'll be like let me show you the things that i did to my best house when i told i was like you're like what are we doing today and i was like we're gonna build this wall and you're like no i'm not and i was like yes you are no yeah i remember yeah and we did that it was really cool and and now i change my own oil and you build rotating walls so that's where we are i'm so proud of you um but it, it was a rough one and i was kind of bummed out afterward so appreciate your your good energy right now that came from your magical hot chocolate it did it didn't come from my hot chocolate it really came from my girls like we hung out last night we went out to uh we went to the tea we went to the tea house last night and we had oh my god i gotta tell you this story so concrete kira worked there for a while but she didn't work there anymore we still go there and she put on the menu bagel bites like adult bagel bites is what she called them yeah and because they have like edibles and stuff at this tea shop. So uh Lucy's like, um, guys, she's like, I kinda wanna get an adult bagel bite. She's like, but is it like okay? And we're like, What do you mean, okay? <laughs> and she's like, like She's like, Am I gonna get high for yeah, me to get I know, bagel right? bite? And I go, What do you mean? Is it like a pornographic bagel bite? Or like what what are you what are you looking for? She's like, It's called adult bagel bite. And I'm like no, there's nothing in it. Like it it literally is just it's just a big bagel with pizza stuff on it. Yeah, it was really funny. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, well at least she knew to ask. So that's what we had. It was delicious. Adult bagel bites? Adult that's bagel cool. bites. Mm-hmm. That's nice. So nice. yeah, in a good mood. You're gonna tell us some cool, creepy stories, aren't you? I am. I am. I'm going to talk about Latin American cryptids. Super excited for that. Yeah. I meant that. Fun. That sounded like sarcastic, but I really meant it. Yeah. I did only a mild amount of research for this one. So hopefully it'll be fun. Sometimes those are the and most fun. I, I think we need, well, I think we need some silliness in we our lives do. because. It's because of Lizzie, Lizzie, I mean, wow, I think we have some new listeners because of Lizzie and welcome. that's amazing. Jules did such a great job, but Thanks, that was man. some serious shit that went down. It was heavy. And also like Lizzie's got kind of like weird looking eyes. So there's that. She does. Like They're it's just intense. Together. It was very intense. She is. Yeah. Okay. So you're right. We need so, like light and airy monsters. Yes. So I'm going to just talk through some. I think this episode's not going to be super long. Okay. Honestly. So let's just get into it. So the first one that I'm going to talk about, and honest, let's get real here. I I'm am real. going to butcher these Spanish pronunciations. I did take four years of Spanish. I can't speak Spanish. I could have asked for help. There's two people in my life that speak Spanish, and if either of them listen to this, I am going to apologize right now that I didn't ask for help. I don't think that you should apologize because I think you're going to nail it. Super. Okay. So Mm -hmm. this first one we're going to talk about is La Llorona. Good job. This is coming from Mexico, and it might be similar to... La Novia de Tola from Nicaragua and La Sayona, Venezuela. Good job. 
cool. All right. So this is a scorned woman. I love a good scorned woman. Yeah. So there are some different ways that this is talked about, but the things that are pretty consistent about this cryptid is that she was a beautiful woman. Mm -hmm. Her name was Maria. Mm -hmm. And she drowned two of her children when her husband lost interest in her. That's not, that's not. It wasn't an appropriate way to deal with that. This is real? No, I don't know. This is just a legend. So. That's scary. One of these versions, I guess he goes and he leaves her for another woman, which, which happens. And so she kills her kids. She kills herself. But she's not. She's got some unfinished business, essentially, that's keeping her from going into the afterlife. And so she has to go and find her kids. She should have to. Yeah. So if you're out in Mexico somewhere, you might hear her yelling in the late evening. In Mexico where? And she might... Mexico's big. She, I don't know. Somewhere. And she might nab... (laughs) She might nab your kids. So, kids, don't be running around in Mexico at night. I'm not taking my kids there. Because she's going to get you. Okay? So, that's that's one version that might be a thing. So, be careful there. So, there's another one that says that Maria was the most beautiful woman ever in town. And she meets a ranchero. And she wants to be with him. Wait. But. A ranchero. First. Does that mean a guy that, run- that has a ranch? Not a clue. And I think it is. Or. He really likes ranch dressing. He he probably is just a really big fan of ranch dressing. And I think that that fan club is called the Rancheros. The Hidden Valley. Rancheros. She was actually the most beautiful woman in Hidden Valley. And she That's right. Ranchero. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Okay. So she wants to marry him, but she's also like, I really, I would appreciate it if you would spend a lot of time and money on me first, just to know that that's good. And so they eventually have two kids, but then he goes back to his ranchero ways. I feel like maybe he wasn't interested anymore because he was distracted by how much he loved ranch, is my guess. And... I think that's like a cowboy, a cowboy that likes yeah, so Hidden he, Valley. He leaves their family in Hidden Valley, and he only returns to see their children every every once in a while. I mean, at least he does that. Does he send money? Mm-hmm. Like, you know. But then him? one day Maria finds him with a new woman. I'm assuming that she's also into ranch. God she's damn probably it. into ranch, too. And she gets super... She's probably that zesty ranch. Angry, and she's like, the only thing he still loves is these kids, so that's why she kills them. No! And and then she, afterwards, she's like, shit, I've gone too far. You think? And then she she kills herself down by the river, and so, in what I can only assume is Hidden Valley, her ghost can be found crying, and she roams the river in search of her children. So that's the second version. I, like, think that she should never get to finish her unfinished business. Because she's a bitch. Yeah, she is, but... Like, don't kill your kids. Yeah, the the Nicaraguan <sighs> version of her is actually a woman who haunts men who cheat on women and, like, oh, I like um, their wives or girlfriends. So... They need that. I, I like her, but I just kind of wish that she wouldn't have killed a baby, too. 
So. Like, what kind of haunting does she do at them? Uh, I don't know. She's probably just like, uh, like when they're like, I don't know. She's like, like booga wooga, like in their face when they're about to, like, if they get a text message or something. Yeah, or um, maybe she. Okay, like... what if they're like doing it right, and then she like appears, <gasps> and he like looks, and there's this like woman in white, like a ghost in the middle of when you're doing it. That that would ruin everything, or make it exciting. One or the one or the other. <laughs> I think it, I think it would wreck everything. You don't know that. If she stood in front of him and she like ran her her finger across her throat like she was like threatening oh, him like I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, I like that. And, but also he might be like, why do you care what I'm doing? I don't know you. I think if I'm a ghost, I think I know what I'm gonna do. I'm joining her cult. That's what you want to dedicate your afterlife to? That's I not. Don't... Well, not, like, dedicate. Oh. I'm just saying, like, for fun on the weekends. Oh, okay. Like, you wouldn't you wouldn't want to do that for do fun on the that, weekends? Do you think that we have to have a job over there? If I, if I need to have one, I think that's it. I don't want one. Okay. I want to do fun stuff when we die. We're not on the other side. We're ghosts. We have unfinished business. And our unfinished business... I don't business... have unfinished business. I tell myself every night before I go to sleep... There's nothing to be unfinished. If I die in my sleep, I will wake up in the afterlife. I am not going to have unfinished business. What if you get murdered? No, I'm expecting it all the time. I'm always expecting it. (laughs) That's the only way that you can be certain. And you wouldn't feel that... So you would feel like your business was finished? Yeah. As soon as I was about to get murdered, I would scream, I knew it! That's what I would yell. (laughs) Okay. That's what I would do. God. Oh, man. I don't want oh, any man. unfinished okay. business. That terrifies me. It's serious. Yeah, that's true. That's like, serious. Nobody wants to be here forever. No. Well, in the next episode I'm doing, I'll talk to you about this and why I don't think that we'll be ghosts. But anyway, okay, let's, get, let's get on to our next one. Okay. This one is Luz Mala, I think. That's it? And country of origin is Argentina. And Uruguay, Uruguay. I don't know how to say that. Okay. I am so this is coming from the gaucho era, which I don't know what that means. That is very similar to the groucho era. Okay. Like Oscar. I just thought like when they wore gaucho pants and like when was that? The early two thousands. What are gaucho pants? They were some kind of weird style of pants that they like wore for a short period of time. Do they look like a parachute? I. They weren't, no, they didn't come in at the bottom. They were, like, very loose and strange. I'll have to post a picture of them. They're, like, MC Hammer pants? Yeah. Oh, there's some really hard words in this. Okay, this isn't, okay, let's move on from what gaucho pants are. You're going to have to Google it. And it's actually, it's not a character, but it's a fluorescent beam that shines a few feet above the ground during the night, which I would say is probably a UFO fluorescent okay. like so, what like what kind of fluorescent like pink or like the yellow i, I would imagine just yellow kind yellow fluorescent just like i think original fluorescent would be yellow so like original flavor yep yeah. um so there's something that they're calling the peasants here and i don't even think i can do this they're just peasants supuestamente supuestamente which are the peasants who saw this light you. 
at the horizon of dry hills. And so they're scared of this thing because they think it's lost souls who hadn't received a Christian baptism. I guess if you look under the light, you can find a metal object or indigenous artifact. But if you look at the light, you'll have, there'll be a deadly gas that comes out and kills you. That's very specific. From the objects that you find. So don't look under it for objects. Like don't go looking for artifacts under the light. I think there's a UFO and there's radio. This is aliens. It is aliens, definitely. There's strange lights, and when you get underneath them, you get radiation, is my guess. Why? How do you go under a light? Well, you're just looking under them for a metal object. I don't know. Like how dogs chase a laser beam? Maybe. My dog loves to chase a good laser beam. Yeah. I I don't really know. I like to but sing that song to him. You need to be very like, careful. Like the laser beam. Yeah. What? Okay, this next one. I'm not going to chase it. I'm not, I don't have to be careful. I would never go under a fluorescent beam. Fluorescent lights give me a gas. headache, to be fair. So, Like, if I see a fluorescent beam, I'm just going to run away. I'm not, like, I don't have to worry you, about that. The thing is, when you see the fluorescent beam... You don't have full control over your body. What do you mean? The aliens are giving you messages in that moment is what I understand. So good luck with that. I'm not going to sniff the gas. Okay, go on. All right. I'm prepared. All right. We're taking it over to Spain now, which we're going to talk about the duendes, I think. And there's a lot of different countries that have an interpretation of this. They're a small gnome or an elf-like creature. I fucking love that kind of creature. Yeah. These are so common that in the 16th century, there was a law in Spain that said that if you move into a home and it's infested with duendes, that you can abandon it. There's... um, You're free. You're free to go. So I... I just wanted you to know that at World Market, they have these little tiny gnome doors. And, like, they didn't have all the different kinds, like, the different colors. But then when I went there the other day, they did. They had, like, two more gnome doors. So now I have three gnome doors that are super (laughs) cute. like you got one, right? And I am going to, like, find the best wall for them. And I'm going to, like, secretly just put these three gnome doors, like, in my house. And I'm pretty excited about it. You shouldn't have told anybody. You should have just... Let people discover it. I mean, not the listeners. They're not going to be at your house, but I will. But, like, when you come to my house, I'll probably be one of the first things I show you. But let me find it. No, I won't. No, don't tell me. (laughs) I want to find them. I want to find them. Okay, do you want to know what a duende is and where they came from? Well, they're, like, all over. They're all over the world, like, these little people. They're in so many different cultures. What do you think they come from? I think that they come from mountains <laughs> they, i don't know <laughs> okay this is very sad know. actually it's very sad 
So people believe that they are the souls of infants who died before they were baptized. That's not true. But they might just be evil little naughty spirits that hide in your home and wreak havoc. So like a poltergeist, essentially, that is a little I just think that they're just tiny people, like little tiny race of people. Like, I don't think that we need to be like telling people that they're demons. Like, it's not their fault that they're made that way. Yeah. So if they are, in fact, real... That's very creepy, but people generally just use them to threaten their children. To be like, guess what? You didn't clean your room. The duende is going to get you. And maybe you put also, a duende not... door in your child's room just to make sure that they remember <laughs> to keep that shit clean. You don't want to take a bath? Duende. Duende. Yeah, but like also, it's not the child's fault. It's not the child's fault that they're not baptized. I know, but it's their fault when they're naughty. It's like, like it's either terrible. unbaptized child or I mean, like it's not like they're not threatening an unbaptized child. They think that the unbaptized child is coming to get them. It sounds like a threat. Also, they're just telling you to get your child baptized immediately after. It sounds birth. like it sounds like a threat to parents. It sounds like a threat to small children. It sounds like a threat. Yeah, that's lies. And these sweet little yeah. people that I bought doors for, everything's okay. It's going to be okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. All right. We're going to move on to the next one. Okay. This one is from Chile, and it's uh, El Culebron or El Viboron, Yeah, I think. And it's a real big anaconda. It, it, anaconda. Oh, my God. The author of this article says it's on super steroids. Eight. It's... A big... What? Do you want to do the thing? Ready? Kinda don't want none unless you've got buns, hon. You can do side bends or sit-ups. Oh, please don't lose that butt. Is that butt? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be too hard for me to marry that one up. It was really great. Okay. That was the one that we did together on Not On Purpose. Like, we did that at Christmas time. Yes. Just we did. randomly, really we sang that together in the exact same way. Out of nowhere. We did. It was so weird. Okay, so this one isn't just an anaconda, though. It's it's big. It's hairy. No. It's got a really large calf-like head. No. It lives in the rural countryside of Chile. Like a cow? Yeah, and it comes out at night from dark caves or remote forests. And oh, it's going to eat it literally anything in its path. It has special radar that finds treasure and so if you bury a treasure <laughs> approximately four no precisely 40 days after it's been buried it's, it's gonna get it because it's really so okay wait wait okay so if you want to recover a treasure that you're burying you're gonna have to douse the ground with a guardiente so is that pee? i think that's liquor i think that's liquor oh, that's different and apparently you got to get the snake drunk so that it doesn't get your treasure. And then it lets its guard down. Obviously. Yeah. So it's really into wealth. And so if you somehow find a way to take this as your pet, you're going to become super rich. But it's super hard to catch it. Wait a second. Yeah. What? Tell me what this thing does with money like does it go into a store and spend does it make it rain like what is this cow head anaconda doing make it rain i'm just imagining its tail is like coming up and it's like it's like got the money and it's 
and it's like calf face and it's like and then its tail is like yes exactly they're just they're just raining around you and it's your pet so i'd imagine that if you domesticated it it would have a saddle and okay so listen i'm gonna tell you that's what you made up okay i'm gonna tell you how to catch it right now besides getting a drunk okay okay so you're gonna find it in the wild you're gonna pull three hairs out of it without it has hair by it yeah i told you this for the love of god and then you have to take the this is witchcraft here okay so you take the three hairs that you pulled off of it you're gonna put them in a bowl of milk then in the bowl (gasps) does it have udders no it doesn't are you sure i know of not yet it does so I'm literally getting through this as we go. So when the three hairs are in there, you put them in milk, and then there's maybe three baby ones that are just going to come out of this. Like if you were to pull a worm in half, it becomes another one. And so the strongest one will eat the other two and become a full (sighs) culebron. And then the owner has to maintain the snakes with, they have to, sacrifice some animals or some of your close relatives you could also sacrifice to keeping this thing and then you're going to leave the blood in a secret location that only the snake knows and otherwise you're not going to get any money and you'll get eaten by it it's it's very a lot somebody was mentally unstable when they made this up number one I like it. It's a really good one. Is there a movie about it? I wish there was, but I don't know that that's the case. It's just that... Can we make a movie about it? We probably could. I think that it could probably be, like, a different kind of Sharknado, honestly. But, like, yeah, so, like, three... You pluck three hairs. So, like, get it drunk. Pluck three hairs. Grow babies. Survival of the fittest. Then then you maintain it by sacrificing your close relatives and then and then you keep their I choose and then you. you take their blood that you sacrificed and you put it in a secret location like what like the snake's not actually drinking the, the, the relic I'm so confused right now I'm going to put your blood like they don't need water in a secret location but I'm not going to tell any of you guys where her blood is are you sacrificing me for your giant snake fucking right I'm going to because the little calf anaconda is gonna make it rain okay. on me i'm gonna be rich oh at least give some of that to my child okay i will i will i guess yeah um... <laughs> well i would you know i would okay oh this one's creepy all right i like creepy so this one is called la Siguapa. it's coming from the dominican and okay it is hypnotic creature, so it's going to hypnotize you, and it looks mm. like a woman, but her feet are fucking backwards. No. Yeah. They're lurking like around that. in the Highland Mountains and deep forests, and they're going to- Does she walk forwards or backwards? Well, I don't- Like, is her butt on? Is her butt on the right it's side? Just her feet. Or just like, her feet are turned. She... Her feet. Turned. How does she walk? Just like we do, but backwards. Feet like you're taking a step, but your like, foot is coming down. But I feel like she would tip she over. She would like it would just make her travel backwards. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'd have to really draw that out. I have aphantasia, and I can't <laughs> picture that in my brain. So, good luck. <laughs> okay. All right. Keep going. Keep All going. All right. So, she's gonna 
She's going to wait around hiding and she's going to see a man and she's going to wait for the perfect moment. She's going to lure him into the woods because he's not going to notice that she has backwards feet, I guess. And because like she wears a long dress or something. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so they okay. have like long, thick manes. So I just, I'm assuming like, I don't know what they call it, a mane. I think it's just her hair. They're tan. Like she has hair that goes like around her face. I don't know. Um, like a beard. Not sure. And they're elusive. They're very sneaky. That's why nobody ever sees them. Yeah, and that's exactly what it is. Like, they're just out there. So don't be in the woods alone, I guess. That's what it comes down to. What I do just they do really to like you? This. They just steal you. If you're a man and they take you in the woods. They steal you and they take you where? I don't know. You're probably a sex slave or something. Is it fun after you get to where you're going? Um, maybe. It sounds like it probably is. Oh, they might I mean, suck might your be. blood. Oh. So. That's just a vampire with backwards on feet. Yeah, could be. I don't know. I like vampires. All right. I'm going to get to my my favorite one from this list before we get to the main event here. Okay. This one is called El Sombrerón. Like, it, does it wear a hat? It does. So. It does? Yeah. I'm really smart okay. sometimes. So, let's say mm-hmm. you're in Guatemala. And okay. you are a young woman. And you have Big eyes and long hair. This yeah. super fucking cool looking dude, he's going to come around and he wears a real big hat. So the sombrero, he okay. dresses in black. He's got a lot of really cool accessories with ornamental boots and belts. Yes. But outside of that, you could tell oh, he's actually no, but... a really short little dude and he's very creepy. Gives you the... The no, thank you. no, thank you. Um, yeah, he's really, really into braiding his hair, the manes and tails of horses. <laughs> he really likes to braid the tails of horses. <laughs> and if he can't find a horse, okay, don't worry. He's gonna find a dog with long enough hair, and he's gonna braid the shit out of that dog. And I guess that he's really good. <laughs> like this article says that it's Khaleesi level good at braiding hair. So. He's he's a really good hair braider. You know who else fancies himself a really good braider who? of hair or horse hair? The dog. Oh, yes. Because he was a guy. horse guy. Because do you remember the picture of him when he was an adolescent? Yes. Probably like, probably like a young teenager and he was it's showing horses. It's on the horses. wall in that very room that you're in, I believe. It is because I need for everyone that comes into the house mm-hmm. to see it. Arabian Nights. Because he is dressed like he's from Arabian Nights mm-hmm. while he was showing his horses. But he <laughs> does pride himself. He does Jack. pride himself on his ability to braid horse hair. All right. So what you're saying so... is the doc is El Sombreon, except for that he's tall. No, he's like a really big dude. I Yeah. And he doesn't wear fancy clothes like that. Like he does when that. he's garden dad, sometimes he even wears suspenders. Yeah, so he I don't wear think crops that he's a lot that... too. I don't think he's that guy. Yeah, I don't think he's that guy. Okay, okay, okay. So let me tell you what happens if El Sombreron gets his eye on you. What is happening? You're being a young lady with long be, hair, like big that. eyes. He's probably like, let me get my hands on that hair so I can braid it. So oh, he's going to try to impress you. So he's going to bring a pack of mules 
I'm not sure if their tails are braided yet. They probably are. And he's I just going to like. I you were going to say a pack of gum. Yeah, he's going to oh, bring a pack of mules and he's just going to like put them outside of your home. And then amongst the mules, he's going to serenade you. He's going to play his silver guitar. And in his song, he's going to oh. basically get you to go home with him somehow, even though he's creepy. Like I'm hypnotized? Yes, I believe so. That's the only way. I think he's probably like a siren, but hair braider. Oh, gross. Yeah. I don't want to be sirened by a hair braider. I know, and I think this is just a dude, too. I don't even know that this is actually encrypted, so be real. And, all right, so if you follow him, let's say you get hypnotized, he's then going to feed you dirt, because that's going to somehow keep you from ever going to sleep. He doesn't want you to go to sleep. I I don't know why. This is according to a legend. There was a woman named Susanna from La Recolección. Must be in Guatemala. Okay. Okay. So she was being serenaded by El Sombreron and her parents got kind of worried and they tried to keep him away, but he kept showing up and he kept playing his guitar with his mules. And they ended up having to cut her hair off and then have it blessed. And that got rid of him. So. Dude, if you it's just like yourself, the Rapunzel story. Yeah. So if you find yourself victim of El Sombrerón, cut your hair Rapunzel style. Like, like Rapunzel. Yeah. Did you know that, like how when it turns did you know that our daughters are very upset about what happened with Flynn Rider in that movie? What, what were they upset about? Well, because Flynn cut her hair so short, they were like, really? It had to be that short? Like, why couldn't you cut it longer? <laughs> And they were just really upset about I mean, the haircut that she had afterward. He could have just like also maybe not gone quite so short. I mean, I get that she was like trying to be sporty or whatever. It was the heat of the moment. Like, why, why did her hair not be blonde anymore? Like, why did it turn brown? It died because brown hair is dead hair. That's me. I have brown hair. <laughs> it died. Very healthy. I use pros. Pros. If you ever want to be our sponsor. Let me know because I love your product. I need to get some new shampoo. Maybe we should talk about Pros, that. It's expensive, but it's worth it. Uh, you might need it after you have to cut your hair off when El Sombreron is coming for you. I don't think I'm young enough for him. Like, I do have long hair and kind of big eyes, but it doesn't say I don't think I'm young. We don't. Oh, yeah, we might not be young him. enough. Something tells me he's like Perhaps. 65, though, or something. And Ew. like that's how I'm imagining. Like, I don't... So I think that we'd be young compared to him, but you probably wouldn't oh. be at risk because you're married. Me, I might be. I don't think that I'm El Sombrero's type. He doesn't. I... He goes for spinsters. Yeah, I don't think it's allowed. No. Yeah, so that no. one, that was my favorite one from this article. That one is so creepy. I wouldn't let him anywhere near my daughters. Yeah, you really shouldn't. You really, really shouldn't. Okay, Mm-mm. so we're gonna get to the Mm-mm. main event. The main event. El Chupacabra. Woo! Obviously, this is a Latin American legend. If you're unaware, and it is a monstrous creature that attacks animals and consumes their blood. It's like supposedly a southern equivalent of the Sasquatch, which is kind of vampire-like, and it is derived. Is it really big? Okay, so well, it's not that big. It's derived from two Spanish words. So chupar, which is to suck, 
and cabra, which is goat. So it's goat sucker. You goat, goat sucker. sucker. Yeah. Yeah. Its name is actually attributed to Puerto Rican comedian Silverio Perez, who coined it in 1995 while commenting on the attacks when he was a radio DJ in San Juan. So this thing... What did they call it before that? that nothing. This was only first reported in 1995. So it's pretty new. What? Yeah, in Puerto Rico. But there are some sources that say that there have been reports since the 1970s, but I guess they weren't calling it a chupacabra then. Can Can you go back and tell me about what it looks like? Oh, I didn't even say it yet. So... Because... I have it under I mean, the heading in like, my notes. That's what not, does it look like? I wrote that. That's not even like that long ago, so that I'm a little bit scared about that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, not very long. You could still get caught. So, this fucker stands upright, and it resembles a large reptilian kangaroo with big red eyes. Oh, fuck It that. is the size of a small bear, and it has rows of spines reaching from the neck to the base of the tail, and it might even have quills like a fucking porcupine. But why? No. Yeah. It's leathery or scaly greenish-gray skin, which screams in my head to me, alien. What? Does it run fast? I don't know. I think probably. I, I just imagine everything runs fast. Do I don't know? think that any cryptids are just going slow and nobody <laughs> caught them. You know what I'm saying? Everything runs fast. <laughs> everything runs fast. Like, if, if we can't prove it's there, it's running fast. So, it's not that big, though. It's only <laughs> three to four feet tall. But they can oh. stand up, like, bipedal, and they can hop like a kangaroo as well. So, be be okay with that so some people actually report it to be alien like as well so that's why i'm kind of like alien like, or chupacabra kangaroos will punch you in your face yeah i don't know if this thing punches at all does it punch like a kangaroo i don't know i'm not sure i don't know that but well, I why is somebody know. calling it like a kangaroo because it it hops like a kangaroo well, that's like a punchy thing but that doesn't mean that it punches like a kangaroo punching and hopping are two different things it's like just all in one things action. That kangaroos do. Don't. No, I feel like, I feel like when they when they hop, they're they hopping like and they have like their they have their fists like just in front of them. Like I'm acting like yeah. I can't do it right now, and then you're just like boing, and you're like punching like this. Yeah, that's why in cartoons they make them have boxing gloves. Okay. Well, then I guess it punches. They do that, I guess right? The chup- El-, El chupacabra, it punches. <sighs> it's very punchy. It. So. It has pronounced eye sockets, fangs. What does that and it even has mean? Claws. So if it does punch you, it's going to get you with its claw also. Mm. And then there are other types as well that can be found in some places that are smaller and stand on four feet instead. Um, these ones are called more like dog-like in appearance with no hair. Here's what it does. Does Does that just mean that like, like sometimes like... The deer, so like a deer in Iowa is giant, but like a deer in Key West is very tiny. It's very tiny. That's actually it's not even deer. in Key West. It's in Deer Key. In Deer Key. Okay, whatever. But like, it's all about your environment, about how big you can grow. Yeah, that's true. Okay. My environment must have been big because I'm tall. Yeah. <laughs> but it must have been. I was grown in the same environment as you, and I'm not as tall. And you didn't get okay. as big. Are you ready to find out what this thing does? Yeah. I am. it attacks goats, 
It attacks sheep. It attacks Mm. other domestic animals. And what they're going to find when one's been around is an uneaten carcass that's drained of blood. So it kind of sounds a little bit like aliens to me that have drained the blood of a cow and probably grabbed its butthole. And pulled it from the inside out. Yeah, I don't think that that's part of it. There's no butthole stuff here. but stethoscope? No butt stuff in this, but... Probing. Yeah, they're going to drain animals through three holes in the shape of a downwards pointing triangle. But sometimes there's only one or two holes. Yeah. That's an alien. Yeah, this is screaming alien to me right now. Are there crop circles around the Shikukapra site? Have you been wondering where it's been seen? Because yeah, I can tell you. So, is it near me? Everywhere. Yeah. Okay. No. So, yeah, it says outside of Puerto Rico. It also says the name of the city that you live in. Shut the fuck up. No, I'm just kidding. It's not here at all. I don't see anything. But it does say that there have been sightings throughout the Americas. So, as far north as Maine and as far uh, south how? as Chile. So, I'm pretty sure that it doesn't fucking matter anywhere you are. It could be outside my house right now. This is like worse. But specifically, specifically, mostly in Argentina, Bolivia, Brazil, Chile, Colombia, Dominican Republic, El Salvador, Honduras, Mexico, Nicaragua, Panama, Peru, and the U.S. Is this, so is this better you. or worse than the possibility of Goat Man? This is worse for your animal. Is this Goat Man for you? Like personally but goat man which scares you more goat man scares me more because of that one time when i saw deer and i <laughs> it was like in my first thing instinct in my mind broad daylight like, even though i was driving in a place where i look for deer regularly and i think to myself yeah, it's really dark colored deer to be fair Please. First thing you think is goat man's gonna get you excitement and scared but why i'm not really sure why but okay so listen these things are also in russia the philippines and india too i just want to make sure i mention that so where are they not france nowhere they could be anywhere honestly because they're fucking aliens aliens. so let's go back to some possible reported sightings okay so we talked about this these worst seen before 1995 and this 1975 when I found says a series of livestock killings happened near the small town of Moca, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, obviously. Huh? So these were first attributed to the vampire of Moca or El Vampiro de Moca. I hope that I'm saying Moca correctly. Um, so it was suspected that these were actually killings of a satanic cult. And more killings were later reported around the island across a number of farms. But again, I'm just going to go back and say probably aliens. So, Vampire bats. Fast forward 20 years. Vampire bats. Okay, March of 1995, eight sheep are discovered dead in Puerto Rico. Each had three puncture wounds in the chest area and were drained of blood. August of that year, an eyewitness, Madeline Tolentino, saw, or she said that she saw the creature in a Puerto Rican town of Canovenas. That just seems right wrong. I think you did it. I think you got it right. But, sure. Okay, so there were like 150 farm animals and pets. Like all at the same time? 
So like yeah, so that was definitely so aliens. like they were hungry. Was anybody butt probed? I don't know. This this chick said there's no mention of butt stuff, and this this girl says that she saw the the creatures. Like a lot of the creatures. I don't. I'm not sure. That didn't say that. That's like a really important part of the story. Like it is. I mean. It's important. Yeah. Other sightings that are notable, October and December of 2018 in India, there were domestic animals and poultry killed in a suspicious manner, similar to the chupacabras. And some people had reported that they saw chupacabras. These ones were analyzed by forensic experts, and they concluded that this was actually street dogs that did it. It was like a a dangerous gang of good boys that went wrong. Wait, what? Like good boys like the dogs? It was just street dogs. Yeah, the dogs were good boys. They were just like... And they just, like, they they got hungry. So they they killed some poultry and domestic animals. Would you... But what else were they supposed to would do? Would you tell those dogs that they're doing a good job being a dog? They are, because there's no wrong way to be a dog. There's no wrong way. Like, you guys always ask me if I'm complimenting the dogs by telling them that they're good at being a dog. And I say yes. But then you're like, are you being sarcastic that they were naughty? And I was like, yes. There's no bad way of being a dog. So every day the dogs there's are going to be dogs. A, there, and these there's dogs a bad being way of being, being a dog. And it's when you eat people. No. Well. That's naughty. They didn't. It's not the dog's fault. It's not the though. dog's fault that it ate a people. It wasn't the dog's fault. It was another person's fault that the dog ate a people. Oh, okay. It's always... It's always the fault of human beings. The dogs don't just, they're not just evil. You're just doing a good job being a dog. They're always being a good, yeah, they were just doing their best at being a dog. (laughs) Somebody fucked them up, man. I feel really passionate about that. That's an owner of a pit bull. Okay, sorry. So let's go to October of 2019. A video surfaces. It's recorded by. Mundo Avni, and he's showing the aftermath of an attack on some chickens. Be careful, watch your chickies in Cebu Kilo. <laughs> and that's not good. I needed help there. You did. Um, it's in Puerto Rico. Yeah. And the bodies were bled through a series of small circular incisions. What? Like, if I came okay, out listen. and my chickens had just like triangle holes in them and they were all sucked out of blood. Chickens, I don't know if you know this, but like chickens don't have a lot of blood in them. Oh, like okay. it seems like a gross thing for me to say, but I did see a chicken get butchered once, mm-hmm. and I was like very, very shocked. They they don't have yeah. a lot of blood. Yeah. So that's weird. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's the deal: chupacabras. They're probably not real, but it might be. Well. It's never been found. Okay. When people thought they found their bodies, they realized it was just coyotes, dogs, or other canine hybrids who had the mange. Oh, no. Or mites. Oh. Yeah. And they they figured that they probably attacked the livestock because they were sick with the mange and they weren't able to catch wild prey that they normally would while they weren't feeling so hot. Oh. So they just went after livestock because it was easier. Okay. Um, there are some people who have dedicated large amounts of their lives to researching El Chupacabra. And this first guy I'm going to talk about is Benjamin Radford. Okay. So he spent five years investigating El Chupacabra. So 
that's quite a commitment. Who pays him? And Does he get paid? He wrote this book. I don't. Well, he he wrote a book, and I'm assuming that that's how he's going to get Where's paid. Parents rich. So, like maybe he lived off I of didn't his look parents. Up, I didn't look at his. He had, like, a wealthy spouse. Like, what do you do for five years? Maybe he's a really good writer and his publisher, because I think that the publishers will front But he would have to be, like, a writer before he decided that he was going to do this project. Yeah, I would like imagine Like, five so. years worth of money so. is a long time. That is a long time. He wrote this book. It's called Trekking the Chupacabra. I didn't read it. He should have named it something more interesting. Yeah, so he realized, like, his conclusion was that this madeline Tolin- tolentino madeline tolentino okay so she was the one that said that she saw these things in puerto rico he said that the movie species that came out right around that same time did that watch her that. report was basically the alien creature named Syl. okay i don't remember that it was pretty much identical to what she did and so he's like i think she just thought that the species movie was really happening in real know. life or something it's pretty, pretty weird. And there were some necropsies. Ne- necropsies is like an autopsy for animals, I think. Okay. So there were like 300 of the reported victims actually weren't blood dry. Like, okay. was reported. So people were doing investigations on these. So he says that he like categorizes chupacabras in two different versions. So there's the Puerto Rican one. And then... Oh, okay. So it says Puerto Rico and Latin American ones were where animals were attacked and blood drained, and then there's the ones in the U.S. that are just dogs with the mange. Okay. So, so if there are ones that are real, they would be the ones in Latin America and Puerto Rico, and not the ones in the U.S. The ones in the U.S. are not really real. So okay, I'm not concerned. There's anymore. also a biologist at the University of Michigan named Barry O'Connor, or at least he was there in October of 2010. So he concluded that the reports in the U.S. were just coyotes with the scabies parasite, like I talked about. He said that they'd have very little fur on their bodies. They'd have thickened skin and they'd be real stinky. So he said um, people, like there's some people that don't like his findings. They're like, because the bodies weren't eaten uh, but if the dog or the coyote was having a hard time getting the prey, it might it might get away and not get eaten and just die later. You know, like maybe they attacked yeah. it and it bled and then, but the dog didn't actually end up eating it. Or maybe it only ate a little bit because its tummy didn't feel good. Oh, yeah. You know? So, yeah. And then one final explanation for this is that there is such thing as a Mexican hairless dog. And they're probably really good boys and girls when they have a chance, but they look super creepy. They're just naked. So that probably scares people. They're just like naked dogs. I don't yeah. like naked. Like, I think like, like if, naked cats. If one of our dogs came up and it was naked, we'd kind of be like, oh. I mean. I love you, but. I would oh. still love them. I just. It would be weird. But you would be feeling weird yeah, to touch them. it would be them. weird, but I would still love them. You know. Yes. You wouldn't love them? I love my dog so much. I would still love her. She ever do a little butt wiggle? She barely she has any hair as it is. She's very tiny I know hair. Her tummy actually, tummy barely has any fur on it, and it's still very soft. It's cute, to be honest. Be fine. She's cute. Yeah, you're right. Layla would be adorable without fur. She'd be okay. 
still. She probably has little spots all she over might, her. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm just thinking about how cute my dog is right now. <laughs> so yeah, these these are my cryptids. Um I think the little sombrero one is just like some of these are just like dudes and ghosts. They are. Yeah, they are. That's fine. I love cryptids. Just more creepers. They're great. Yeah, Yeah. they're fun. Sometimes they really make me scared. (laughs) Just goat boy. (laughs) Goat boy. I don't know what got me on that. But I guess, like, listen, if I'm going to get killed by a cryptid, you know it's going to be goat boy. You're going to find my trampled face in the backyard. You're going to have, like, a hoof print on your forehead. Like, Yes. Like when grandma got run over by a reindeer. And then you're going to be like, I've done this to her by bringing this into her life. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> you brought the bad juju. I didn't. No, you did. No, nope. I decided. Nope. Well, yeah. So this this was a fun little episode. And so... You you've done a whole month of Lizzie. Like, what's next? Like, are you are you planning to have an episode ready for next week, or um, do I need to be prepared? I'm actually looking at one. I'm looking at one right now that I have notes up on the screen about. Um, okay. it is like it's kind of a mystery murder. Uh, from 1940s. Cool. Ooh. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, it's like a pretty sad, pretty sad but weird story. Oh. But there's okay. some like kind of creepy, crazy stuff in it. So. All right. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I am going to do a a weird thing after that. I don't know what that so, means. I'm excited about that. It's not even that weird. I'm just going to. Let's just let's just tell our listeners what's coming. Hey, what's so coming? there's a crime. And then we're gonna talk about a potential theory in very great detail about what might happen to you when you die. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I did not know. Because well, it's it's like kind of about reincarnation, but kind of not. So okay. this is like my my uh, crazy jam that I got really into when I first started learning about reincarnation many years ago. So I'm going back through that book. Again are you and are you doing like near and writing notes? Are you doing so. near death experiences? No, it's not really. It's called. Um, it's like a a type of hypnotherapy that a therapist and hypnotist Michael Newton came across. And I think he started doing this in like the 80s or 70s. Um, He accidentally regressed somebody into a past life when he didn't believe in that. And then from that, he had somebody that also went a little bit too far into some things. And he ended up realizing that he could take people into the time between their current life and their past life and kind of take them back to the moment they died in their last life and then had them describe what was going on between that time. And he he had hypnotized, I think he said about 7,000 people before he started sharing what he was doing with other people. Wait, did and he get the consent? He found... Did he get consent from the people that were getting hypnotized? 
to like try to go into that space? I would I would imagine like he's he's written about some of them in his books, but I don't think that he shared like I don't think that he shared their sessions out in the world. No, I mean like did he tell the people that he was going to try to take them into that space, like in between? At first, no. Um, he is really clear that what he did at first was probably not the most ethical thing in the world and how he came across these things. Like when he was, it's not like he was trying to be tricky, but when he came across it, he didn't act in a way that a professional therapist generally should act because he was not believing what he was hearing. And so he was asking a lot of questions of probably putting people through some trauma again that they probably shouldn't have gone through. Uh, he, he said that the, the people were, were okay after the session, but that, yeah, he, he didn't handle it in the, the best way, but he just couldn't believe what he was hearing. So um, I'm not sure about how much. I know that people would come to him to learn more about themselves, but I don't think that he was widely telling people exactly what he was hearing. But what he noticed that with all of these subjects is that it didn't matter what religion they were coming mm-hmm. from or what they knew before they visited him their recollection of the experiences that would happen were consistent between would, people. Uh, would you be scared to get hypnotized? No, I want to do one of these really bad. You have to be able to, so not, it's really hard to get like anybody to get into the state of hypnotism. I guess you need to be able to like be hypnotized like very deeply. It's like a really deep state. I think he said like a theta state. So it's not something that everybody can do. So you would, you go like he had like a, an organization that he created. Um, I think in the early two thousands, he's passed away now cause he was older, but in the early two thousands, I believe is when he made his organization and he would teach other hypnotists to do mm-hmm. this and they could get certified to do it. And so if you, I've looked into this because I want to do it really bad. I think it would probably end up costing me at least over $500 Damn. or more. I mean, like, I feel like they yeah, should pay because you. You have to go, I'd have to go, they should what? pay you. They should pay you, right? Yeah. Right? Well, I think because yeah. you're going in and you're yeah, doing something would... scary. I feel like they should pay you. It is scary to think about. People usually would go and do it if they they think there's something like missing in their life. Um, so it's just you have to go in and they have to see if they can get you to that right state and if you're going to be because they don't want to charge you for a whole session and then it takes I think like a usual hypnotherapy session my understanding is like 45 to an hour but in these particular situations you would be under for almost four hours and you have to be able to get into that state without falling asleep and they have to keep you there so it's it's a pretty intense like you, situation I feel like you would want to make sure you took the whole day off for that uh because oh yeah you definitely I feel like you need a week off afterward because when they tell like I, I think that you get to remember it afterward and maybe they give you a recording or something, but I just imagine that learning the things that people learn about themselves with this is just like it, it would change so much. And you might learn things about people in your life and how they're connected to you in, di- in different ways or have been connected to you in different ways. And so I think that it would just be very really very intense experience i mean like just being hypnotized regular like learning about maybe some kind of traumatic event and you you know hid some of those because your brain tries to protect you from horrible things that have happened so i just i i feel like so much could happen in there 
I wouldn't want to just, you know, go back after, go back to work after my lunch break at my therapist. (laughs) Or if you remembered your last death, you know, like, like if you, because you do get, you get brought back to your last death so that you can remember what happened and get to the, and yeah, to like get, get to that afterlife. And so, so yeah, you would be exposed to whatever happened there. And I'd assume that mine is something to do with a ring being ripped off of my finger and then I bled to death or I was beat to death with breast knuckles. It was probably very so. traumatic. And so I don't think so. You guys, I have a phobia of rings. I don't know if I ever mentioned that. I've on the made show fun before, of you for it. I yeah. am afraid. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. great. I'm afraid of rings. Um so I don't know, but I'm really excited to to talk to you guys all about it. I know that I've talked to you like a little bit about it before, but I don't, we've never not gotten like really, really into in detail it, no. about it. Yeah, so I'm just I'm really excited to share that because it's something that really interests okay. me. Okay. So. Well, I'm really excited for that because I definitely need a pretty big break. I think after all of the intenseness of uh, the last yeah. month of Borden's and I was so ready for something not heavy so this is good yeah yeah, but I definitely could do I I am ready to do an episode next week if you want me to a shorty okay that would be I I think that'd be good that'd be good because I'm gonna have a couple long ones coming up so okay that would count um great well guys thank you so much for listening thank you we will We'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.